You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This program is a proud member of Univoice. Unified, unique voices. Learn more at univozpods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to RevForMen.com. That's RevForMen.com. Hey, hey, what's going on? We are live. Welcome to Talk About Gay Sex. Can you hear me out there? I am your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City, obviously. We are at Rebar in Chelsea, one of my favorite bars. We want to thank Rebar for hosting us yes, tonight. Thank you. For some- we love you guys. Um, and I definitely want to, like I said, we are live. We're going to be live. You are mine for the next hour. That's right. But we're going to keep it fun and moving along. I am here with my two co-hosts, Jeremy Ross Lopez on my far left. Hi, guys. And Steve Carpenter. Center Square. Yeah. But I, I call him Carpenter because, you know, I'm the only Steve. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so f- throughout this podcast, let your friends know that we are live. You can use the hashtag tags podcast. We are live on facebook.com forward slash talk about gay sex. And David over here is monitoring us. And he- so please, if you guys have any questions throughout the podcast, let him know. Um, I want to thank our sponsors today. Before we get into the show, we have yes. to have to thank Rev for Men. Rev for Men is our sponsor. They help you have healthy sex, better sex, and what's the tagline? And more sex. And and they've got they have a booth in the back if you want to talk to them. They've got uh, cards that uh, one of them says "Pound like a porn star." Um, what's the other one? I don't remember the other one. But. Yeah. If you visit Steve and Craig there in the back, Steve there. Steve and Craig in the back. Go say hello to them. We'll tell you a little bit more how tell Rev can help yes. you out. Um, and I also have to thank our sponsors tonight, Hedadura and Jack Daniels. They, um, yeah. If you if you look for, um, I think it's Juan Miguel. He's out here. He has tickets for you. Wave, wave your hands. Wave your hand. There he is. He's got tickets for you. If you, he'll hook you up with. Um, um, Hedadora and Jack Daniels. Yes, so, and, thank you. Please tip your bartenders. Exactly, okay. exactly. So, so once again, the we are, are free, but the tips are not. Exactly. Once again, we are at Rebar. For those of you out there, please tweet and post. We're going to be getting to your comments and your questions throughout this broadcast. You can use the hashtag tags podcast or just go to our Facebook page and ask questions there. Um, 
As usual, we go through kind of some hot topics before we start the show and introduce our special guests. And I didn't look, as always, I didn't bring my clock, but you always have, he's a techie here, so he always has, so can you like keep track of our time? Because sure. I realized we did, oh, there you go, sure. there you go. I'll, I'll set this, I'll set the yeah. stop, I'll set the stopwatch. Exactly, exactly. So we, before we introduce our special guests, um, I wanted to, we had a major win last night. Doug Jones won in Alabama the Senate race over fucking Roy Moore. Sorry, Facebook, but I mean, can you believe this was like a major victory? And it's a major victory because he settled, Roy Moore had said so many horrific things against our community. When I say our community, I mean the gay community, the transgender community. He said things about Muslim Americans. Of course, you know Iman. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the things he's compared homosexuality to bestiality. He said that uh, it's, a, it's, it's okay to dip into the teens, so to speak, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> According to him, and he's, he's, he said homosexual conduct should be illegal. So, in an era where you know, you know, we're just looking for that one positive thing in this current administration. Yesterday was a huge win, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, so it's amazing. Thank. Thank you to the people of Arkansas. You did a great job. Exactly. It's one of the reasons why we do this show, so to give people credit. But I wanted it's to... one of the reasons why we can do this show. Exactly. We, we, and we, we want can to do this show because we can speak our minds. Yes. Exactly. Happy Hanukkah to everybody yes. out there. I second know. night. Yeah. Second Happy night. Hanukkah. Second night there. Night that Oy, second night of Hanukkah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, don't <laughs> get my, you started. Do my Jackie Mason impression, sir. Exactly. Ooh. Um, I wanted to, um, before we get into our special guest, I wanted to read a couple of, on our, um, we've been doing this show, for those of you who don't know, we launched uh, January 28th, we're on iTunes, Google Google Play, we're on uh, Stitcher, all the places, and our YouTube page, and it's been going really well. One of the things, though, I wanted to read a couple of things that people write in, and one of the things I'm always struck by is, you know, sometimes in New York City we think we're, we're kind of in a bubble. Wouldn't you guys say? I mean, yeah, we, we a, can be. a fabulous bubble. It's a fabulous yes. bubble, yes. But um, I just wanted to. So, uh, Christopher, or sorry, Eric wrote, and I'm not going to say last names because I always get in trouble when I do this, but um, he said, I have not listened to all of your episodes, but I liked the one I have heard. Could you please discuss sex and penis size in some further episodes of the podcast? I think that this topic is relevant, and I would like to hear your opinions about it. Do you think it would be possible? Well, sure, Eric. We love to talk about dick and to get right into it. I'm just going to start with you because um, Jeremy on my far left over there, because you could care less about dick size. You're an ass guy, right? I mean, yeah, that's not my focus. If it's, I mean, clearly I like that it's there, but it's not my. What would be your focus? The backside, so the ass. Yeah, yeah. So, is it? I mean, do you even care about size? I mean, no, not at all. It could be two. It could be ten. It doesn't even. But it's they hot, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I mean. But you don't bottom either, so that's you know. No, so talking about it doesn't really entertain yeah. me. But on the other hand, you and I are size queens over here. No, 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 no. That's not. I don't know. Right, I, I don't know about him, but. I 
I will take the label of that. But that does. I'm not like 100. That's not always the most. But I am. But you know, there, you could you could be with with somebody who's got this you know nine or ten inch thing that he can't keep hard. You know, and it's just kind of you know. And it doesn't feel like a whole lot if it's not, you know, in its proper position, shall we say? You know, which red for men can help. Um, yes. <laughs> you know, or you could have, you know, four or five inches that's, you know, rock solid, and they know how to use it. So it's, you know, that's I've, true. It's yeah. I think I think it's really more on. Well, this Eric it, it has a lot more. At least for me, it has a lot more to do with chemistry than size. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. But when you just want it, you like crave. Well, then you know, find yourself a friendly fire hydrant. Who here? In the- so for Eric, so for Eric, who wrote into us, who is he's curious. He he did divulge to me that you know he's not quite out, and he's curious about exploring with size. Who here is into size? Like show of hands. Show of hands. Or okay, okay, good. So Eric out there, there. So and there's also an ass guy. Anybody want to show their yeah. later? We, we only got a couple of hands hand. here, but we know it's not quite like that. But Exactly, exactly. <laughs> On the other hand, it's always in, intriguing to me because as much as Eric is new to us, Christopher wrote in that he just wanted to comment on our fetish episode, and we've got two episodes this season on fetish. And episode on our part two, he says he's 24, and he's already compiled a full fetish list and have been, he's been exploring him. since he was 18. Good he says, him. maybe I'm just an early bloomer. So, I mean, I just think it's so fascinating that, you know, you've got Eric on one end, who's sort of coming out and he, I'm not going to divulge his age but he's yeah. not he's as young as Christopher is mm-hmm. and it's interesting how we all kind of find our own when we do right what yeah. do you think yeah yeah, yeah. fetishes I find usually guys in their 30s or so when they really start finding their fetishes but but it, you know there are guys in, you know younger who, who find that they like specific things and you know go for it you know Go for it. Have a good time. I don't time. even think I know when you actually came out. When did you come out? When I came out? Yeah. Oh, God. Um, well, <laughs> think there back, was, sweetie. There were still gas lights on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> when he slid out of the womb. <laughs> hey. <laughs> now, I, I, came out in my, in, I came out in my 20s, my, my early 20s. Uh, I, mean, I knew I was gay from the time I was like six or seven, but I didn't think I was gay because that meant you were effeminate. You know, so at least how I was raised. So, so the early eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jeremy, on the other hand, for those of you who I don't know, at 16. 16. Yeah. Wow. And Jeremy has the privilege of having a a mother that's super cool, right? We love Jeremy's mother. She's fabulous. Yes, Nancy <laughs> Lopez. We love her. Yes. Well, I want to. So today, I want to bring up my special guests. They are. They're going to tell you some stories that are so amazing. Um, I first want to bring up Iman and Iman LaCairo. Hi. Come on up. Some of you might know her. And I want to bring up Kyle Applegate, who's going to sit right next to me. <laughs> Careful, you guys. It's like tight quarters up here. Yep. Small stage. 
Exactly, exactly. For you, size queens, it's a small stage. So for a lot of you, <laughs> exactly. So for a lot of you, um, so if you listen to our episodes, like I said, we are uh, we do the show on iTunes. It comes, it's audio normally, but we do these live versions periodically, and we keep it um, to a topic. So today, I wanted to really explore kind of the transgender community and us gays within, and how we're going to explore a little bit of that. But first. Iman, I wanted to talk about your story because you have a very unique story. You are from Egypt originally, and it wasn't easy coming here at all, right? No, it's not, it, it was not that easy. It was, okay, um, if I'm trying to make it you have to leave funny. Like a little bit. Uh, yeah, and move that glass. <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> so, um, being from Egypt, um, it was very, very hard for me to come from this country, especially my family. And um, uh, it was kind of like weird that, um, that they, you know when you feel that you're different from day one? Like when you just know, like when you're like five years old. Right, right. This is what I know that I'm different. And uh, my whole family, they were know that, you know, that I act different, like... And this is you when you, you were a boy, right? When I was a boy. Yeah. But and I was, it, like, they were, they were dressing me like, my family did this, like, they were dressing me like a girl, uh, just playing with it, because I was very feminine, I was just, like, me, and I was So thinking, in some ways they accepted it? They accepted it for a while, right. until it started, until... Until your teens, probably. Until your teens. Yeah. And then... And then just the reality hit them. And also that something happened when I was young. I had a, you know, I had a, like, a, a sexual relationship with a guy when I was eight. When you were eight? Yeah. Wow. And, um... This was not, I mean, I was somebody... I don't want to say rape, but somewhere I rape, but it right. is. Um, because, you know, in Egypt, um, as, like, for people that didn't travel... To the Middle East, and they did not go to this type of country. There's um, the only thing for guys because to, to, to have sex with a girl is that it's not that hard. It's very hard, and it's, it's very difficult, and it's a shame, and you have to marry her. So the it's 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 the only thing that is easy for guys to do to have mm-hmm. sex with boys, little boys, and especially the feminine one. Right, right, and there's a lot of them, and where you're from, and where yeah. I come from, and and of course that not having been in a poor area, and you know, like not having the source and dedication, and your family doesn't know. So when they find out what they do, they don't blame the other person. They don't. No, they blame you. You're the they blame the eight-year-old child. It yeah. to you because of you. Of you. Oh, because so, you're so you, a demon. You, you lured it in, or somehow. Yes, I yeah. bring. You bring it upon yourself. Yes. But one of the things I read about you was that um, somebody within your own family had stabbed you, right? Yes. And that my, was your brother. My brother. Yes. How did that? Um, if you don't mind sharing no. that. Well, um, my father, he was in the army. Okay, so my father came from the upper Egypt which is very conservative, conservative. like we have honor killing. Like if a girl has sex with the other guy, 
she will be Kel. Like I did not come from like you know our like like educated family that we know. There is nothing. It's all about it's all about religion and marriage. And if you're gay, you get killed. Right. If you're a girl, at sex with somebody else, you get mm-hmm. So I was in. Yeah, it was. Uh, I lived in that uh, place, unfortunately. But uh, I was I was always patient, and I was worried about my brother because he was like my father, and he was wanted to go to the army. But one of the reasons that he was ashamed because his friends always make fun of me and say, oh, she's acting like a girl, your, your brother is gay, he's a faggot, all this stuff, and the whole street knows, because I was eight and I did not care. I did not care because I did not care. Right. It was just, just it just was me, you. Yeah. It it's was not like I'm trying yeah. to, they were thinking I'm trying to do something to hurt them. Or Wow. So, right. and my father, my father could not do anything, and, and then my, my brother, came one time home and he was fighting with me and he just grabbed a knife and and stabbed me and and then my sister grabbed me and and then my brother said let him die let him die and uh, I just my sister took me to the hospital to save my life and that's why I called myself a man I hope she's I, I don't think she's listening but <laughs> I hope she's listening now. But she saved my life, oh. and um, um, my relationship with my family that time it kind of gave me a strength. I say, you know, you're not gonna die. You're just gonna act like everything changed. Right. You have to change. Mm-hmm. You have to not be in that family. You have to play the game until you get out. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> To get out, wow. <clears throat> and you fortunately were able to get out. I get out. I get out because I fooled them. I went to the mosque. I prayed like mm-hmm. them. I did everything they asked me to do. Just ask for forgiveness. One of the I, things you shared with me now is that you're done crying. You're tired of crying, and now you laugh, right? I laugh because I used to laugh with my family. Like I used to laugh with them. And I know that there is people like sometimes look at me and say, "Oh my God, she went through a lot." And it scares me sometimes yeah. because the only thing that I thank God every day for it that I'm still here on my foot, yeah, being a transsexual, having a husband, yeah, around gay people and friends. No matter what happened in this country, it doesn't really sick me that much. Right, right. Because you've been through worse, yeah. I've been through worse, so it gave me kind of strength and make me understand things better. No, right. we're glad you're here. Do you have any, oh, I'm glad I'm here. Do you have any contact with your <laughs> with your family? I mean, I'm sure your brother doesn't um, speak with you necessarily. Well, my but family they buried me because they say I had an uh, accident in this country and I died, and that's what they tell my wow. family. Because I did something so stupid, like I tell my sister what I did, and I send her a picture in her phone, and she she just flipped on me. And this is what I get the news. Like, don't ever come back here. We don't want to. I say, thank you so much. You make it easier for me. Wow. That's it. And I, uh, since then, trust me, life get better. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. families and good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
You don't, you. you don't choose your family, you know? You don't. You, yeah, Iman, you don't. Iman, thank you so much for sharing that, and I want to get even I know, more. No, really we were going to go more into it, but I want to introduce, and by the way, sweet, here you can ask questions here too. I've got Mike over here. If you have any questions, he'll let me know, and he's going to be bringing questions all through the show up from our live audience, but I also want to introduce Kyle Applegate to my right. Kyle is a graduate of One Spirit Interfaith Seminary, where he became an interfaith minister. If I ever get married, you have to be uh, officiate, please. <laughs> Although you can too. I can so too. Can you, yes. can you have two? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> he is also a to to. Uh, yeah. He's a yeah. tantric healer and a longtime sex, sex educator, specializing in LGBT diversity awareness issues, safer sex practices, and sacred sexuality. Kyra has been polyamorous for twenty plus years and started the group Spiritual Polyamory NYC and co-founded Open Love NYC. Kyle served on the board of Everything Transgender NYC and on the Transgender Community Advisory Board for Callum Lord Health Center, which I've been there. Great place. Yep. Yeah. He is a longtime member of the Leather and Kink communities, which I know because I've had my boots shined by you <laughs> as a boot black <laughs> at another establishment here in New York City. And he, um, when he's not running meeting, he enjoys spending time in nature with his husband. You also have a husband too, Iman, and I want to get into that. And you're off, and you spend a lot of your time in upstate uh, Woodstock. Yeah, I go back and forth. <laughs> Thank you so much. So, Kyle, your story, um, I was listening to a podcast that you were on, and you talked a little bit about how when you were growing up, you had sisters, and you tried everything you could to, to just make it work being a girl. Talk just a little bit about that. Well, I think it's a fallacy that, or a myth that um, trans people always felt that way. I mean, some did, some didn't. And just like gay people, some people, you know, always felt that way when they were four and six and ten. Um, and so for me, I didn't, I didn't know that I was trans. I tried and tried and tried to fit in, and I didn't fit in. Um, I also, um, I had two older sisters, and so we didn't have gendered tasks in my family. We didn't have a, I didn't have any brother. So we yeah, you took, said something like you mow so, the lawn. Yeah, we and took out the trash and mowed the lawn, and it's just, just what we did. And so it wasn't until um, I, I had all these male-dominated jobs. Um, I was a female, and I was a machinist. It was me and 25 guys in a machine shop. Um, Were I you a tom I, a tomboy? Um, I guess. I mean, I if wore you... dresses sometimes. I wore, you know, I wasn't. I never got the makeup thing down. Maybe that was a problem. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> um, but so I just know that I tried and tried to fit in, and I didn't fit in. And so over time, I mean, even if I thought other ways, it kept bringing me back to no, this is the right path. This is the right path. You know. So for me, um, I mean, some trans people. People, you can't assume what direction that they're going to take. So not everybody can go on hormones or have surgery. Some people have other medical underlying conditions that would make that difficult. Um, but for me, testosterone was the key to feeling at home in my body. Um, estrogen wasn't the right chemical in my body. I felt like I had estrogen poisoning. It was right. just like, uh, like if you drink Drano, I was like, no. I, when you said that, when you said estrogen <laughs> yeah. poisoning, yeah. I thought that was, yeah. And so... 
So like I've seen people like I was a personal trainer at New York Sports Club and I saw people with like, you know, on steroids and roid rage and that was a real concern of mine. I've always been a low key mellow person and I didn't want to have like anger issues, you know. So I kind of went on half a dose of testosterone first for a couple of months and it was like a warm bath. It was like, yeah, this is the right chemical in my mm-hmm. body. You felt and like I who you totally should be. Yeah. That, yeah. So for me, it was it was the thing that made me more comfortable. But I kind of want to get back to Eric, Eric and the penis size thing. Yeah, yeah please. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like, of course I don't know, you do. Because as a trans guy, it's like, I don't have a penis and you I'm have, cool with you that. Have you know? And I really like being different. Um, mm-hmm. Like what I have works and I don't want to mess with that. And like once you start having surgeries or cutting nerves, like you can't get that back. Yeah. Right. So right. it's yes. like, again, it's like the assumption that, oh, like are you all the way trans? Or I hear stuff like that. And it's like, but it's not there's anybody's no, business. Either. Yeah, there's no like halfway to be trans. You either are, you aren't. Yeah. I mean, the kind of surgeries are not. I think it's just a have. topic that it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really define you as an individual no. by what, what you have as like a part below no, the waist. Exactly. It's really not uh, a definition of you as an individual I think it is whatever in today's society whatever you like feel is the way that you represent yourself is how you are represented to the world and everybody else and how you should be received by everyone else that there's more there's more to being a man than a penis and there's more to being a woman than a vagina well and I think what's really interesting with the two of you is that both of you are married Mm -hmm. and both of you married gay men yes and and talk a little bit about that because when I was reading both your stories, um, like, chip, like I think that would that's not going to summarize it, right? I mean, Iman, do you want to talk about how you met your husband? I, yeah, of course. Oh my God, okay. he's here too. Oh, no, they're in the audience. He's here. I know. <laughs> so you know, like, okay, when I came from Egypt here, I was like just so open. I didn't know there is trans issue or gay issues and everything is free you know you're here like just do whatever you're you in want in New York City yeah, yeah. so um, when I I was working for David Parton at the reception and um, uh, oh, what, what is it on uh, Astro Place yeah downtown downtown and he was there for one uh, he just came down and he looked at me and he said oh you have a beautiful smile can I give you my number? And of course, I'm always. Yeah, you know. but this was before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this was before, before you transitioned, transition, right? Yeah. So you were a boy at this. Yeah, point. I was a boy. Okay. Yeah. So um, we met after we get involved, and we love each other. But uh, he knows that um, I I had um, a horrible drug issue. I was an you addict. You had a horrible drug issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was an addict for a year. Okay, I can say that I was. Like crystal mass, like non-stop for a year. Because my life, it was that time I could not take it anymore. Because I, there is something on me that I want to change, but I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know like what, what can I do? Like you know, I didn't know like that trans exists. So you were self-medicating. Basically. Yeah, I was self-medicating yeah. myself because I didn't know where to go or you know what I mean. And he was the only one helping me, and he was very confused. So, so I, one of my girlfriends, she transitioned. And I'm like, then she opened my mind and something that I really want. And I told him in one second, that's what happened. I wake up one time and I told him, 
hey, by the way, I want to be a transsexual, and I, by the way, I'm not going to do the hormone. I wanted to have my tits by one week. Is that okay? You told me. Wow. <laughs> you put the request in. You, you, you made request. your decision and you're going for it. Good. I went well, what was his it? response? Because I can only imagine. The response, I, I love you no matter what, whatever you do. And I, that's that was, beautiful. That's what he's saying. Wow. And that's, I fall in love with him. And I say, what else I could have better than them? <laughs> See, and that's what I think labels are like. They're, they're changing on our feelings of labels these days. Because, I mean, and you have a... Not the same story, but you've been with well, your we, partner. We talked about this just before yeah. we got on stage, and really, it's about um, it's about self love, yeah. and yeah. that's where it starts. You know, before yeah. you yeah. try to. I mean, I know so many trans people that are struggling, um, homeless, and not. I mean, they're not able to get jobs. It's like this cycle of poverty, and like you need that stability to be able to like, you know turn to yourself and have some self-love before you reach out to other partners. And there's a lot of people that are just really living in turmoil and, you know, having a hard time before that. But um, for me, yeah, I met my my husband and the whole first year we were together, I'm like, I don't get it. Why do you like me? You're this like lifelong gay guy. And um, <laughs> and I finally just had to shut up and accept that he likes me for me, you know? Yeah. So it's, yeah, I don't, it defies, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right. it's interesting. But. And so, but you had said, I had read, um, or I think I listened on the podcast that you had did before, that you questioned, like, why do you want to be with me? He's a life, your husband's a lifelong, yeah. uh, lived his life as a lifelong gay man. That kind of racked your brain a little bit, right? And, and I just feel like, you know, maybe because of our, that we're more mature or something. I mean, he's just kind of been, he's kind of seen it all, done it all, whatever. And he was just open-minded to something different you know and and he told me this story that one time he was on a plane I hope you don't mind me sharing but, but it's like um, you don't mind dear <laughs> he was on this plane with this and and this this um, African American woman flight attendant came walking up the aisle and he's like like he just stopped and like wow she's stunning I mean there's something to that you know and even when he, I mean he's a longtime leatherman and he competed at, at IML and stuff like that and he got a lot of flack from his, his class brothers about his speech said something about the leather men and women you know like just mentioning women was like forget or, trans or it was wrote, just like yeah, the, or yeah. That he wrote like a thing about um, he wrote an article in the leather journal and he mentioned like you know thanking our leather women and brothers and sisters or whatever yeah so let me guess that was I the old guard right I think there needs to yeah. be some yeah well yeah. it's not I mean I hope that it's more in the past but I still hear some of that um, last, I'm sorry, but last week I was working at the Eagle and there was a group of women that came in with like their two gay male friends, but they were like co-workers after a party. And they and some guy came up to me and said, oh, there's a lot of fish in here tonight. A lot of fish in here yeah, tonight? Yeah. And, wow, and he yeah. didn't know who I am or who, you know, me, my body parts or whatever. And yeah. I was like, well, it's not me. I took a shower today. You know, like, <laughs> they did have salmon for breakfast. And I was like, but you don't know who you're talking to sometimes when you make these comments. I love that. Just saying. You know, and I want to get more into us gays within the transsexual community, but we are live, and um, a couple of people have already... Um, so I want Todd asked the question, actually directed at you, Iman. Um, how did you get through being raped as a child? I, I did not even get one rape. I think I lived my whole childhood 
and uh, being teenager, being raped. Because it was, it was not like a getting raped. Like don't think I didn't. I enjoyed it having sex, but it was not that I wanted. And I, I was forced to do it. It wasn't your consent. But I have to like go with it because either I'm if I if I reject it, I will get killed. The only thing that I know about me that it's all about surviving and living the life that I want to live. Was that before I die? Before everybody told me I'm gonna be a failure or I'm not gonna do you know you know you're not gonna be that woman you 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 will get killed all this bullshit all these things that the negative things that it gave me the strength to to be who I am and to continue loving myself and loving people like you say it's a self-love as long as you love yourself and you just say this is me this is who I am big tall look like a woman look like a monkey look like a donkey it doesn't matter you love yourself mm-hmm. and that's it doesn't matter anything else it's your oh. I love yeah. it I love thank it you. thank you um some Michael says great live shows um we have Perez says, so fun to watch. And then, um, oh, randomly off the subject, I love your shirt. Where did you get it? Um, <laughs> actually, I and I wore this shirt. shirt not thinking of because it's got the, we got it in Mykonos, but a, um, I, I don't know her name, but it was a transgender woman. She has a fashion line. She does and a collection. she's Swarovski crystals, all these t-shirts. And I didn't even realize that when I put it on today. So, yes. So it's wearing really sparkles. No, I realized I was wearing sparkles. I didn't realize who made it. Let's clarify that. You're always going to keep me on point. Surprised you didn't wear your sequin dress. Exactly. (laughs) Sweetie. Sweetie darling. Sweetie darling. You should wear a sequin dress next time. I I have one for you. Oh, I bet you do. I wanted to go get a little bit into, um, you know, in the gay community, um, I've read and heard things from both of you. And just in general, like, what's this bridge, or how how can you help us understand why there is a bridge or a gap between the gay community and the transgender community? And I mean, I think here in New York, like I said, we live in a bubble at times, so we're much more progressive and open-minded. But it may not be so everywhere in the world. And I'm sure you both have, Iman. I know you've. I read in a couple of your articles that you've gotten looks or sneers yeah. or ridiculed by actually gay people in the gay community. Yeah, that that was so weird for me because like, I have so many gay friends that I love very much, more than even trans friends. Like, my trans friends count them in finger, but I understand that, that, that uh, how you get that, that the difficult between gays and trans because trans, they have so much problems. And they're going through a lot. Well, honey, we all and problems. We, we, we do. But being gay in this country, you, you already did the fight a long time ago. Yeah. So you're really comfortable. Now there is trans getting killed. They, they're always uncomfortable. And I think sometimes, sometimes we give bad vibes and sometimes we give good vibes. And for me, I always give good vibes to people. So I don't understand why you have to call me names. Like, why you have to push me and say, move training or, or all this like it's not funny because I don't know you first of all like even my best friends we joke together yes but this is my friend it's not yours 
So they sometimes you hear stuff from people. Like I went to the Eagle one time, and there's a guy came to me. I was upstairs with my girlfriend. There is no trans here. What are you doing here? And I said, this is the Eagle. I born here. I came from my country, and this is my first party, and I meet my friend with them. I see it's here. And this first time I met him here. I love that place. You cannot tell me why. Like, who are you? Like, good for you. You know, it's it you. makes me. It makes me. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes kind of stick to your stomach, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, but why? Because I'm just a guy, become a woman, and where does that bother you so much? You also mentioned in one of your articles that you were fired or let go from a, a job, wasn't it, for um, for being trans or when you transitioned. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, because in New York, there um, there are laws. I think you were stating in the yeah. article that don't Actually, protect. I, I get arrested for being a transsexual here in in New York. In New York. And with, uh, you got uh, arrested in New York. And for also, being a transsexual. Not, not only I've been arrested in New York, I've been arrested in my own country for two years. That so was in my country. I mean, it's a long story, but telling you bits and bits. Mm. But I came here. Um, I get a room for arrest. But they dismissed my case and then with a new DA and they told me, she told me, the new DA told me, sorry, dismiss your case, it's a transphobic. She knows it's a, they dismissed my case. And uh, I mean, the whole story, you will, I was not even here. No, first of all, I was not here in New York. I was in LA. So I have my, I have the person that I was leaving with, I have the plane ticket, I have everything, but it's still, they were asking me about my boobs. Why you married a gay person? Why, so why you care? Why you care about it's, my gay husband? It's like walking while why? black. Or, is it, is you know, this is, your, your boobs is real? Like, mm -hmm. why are, are you fucking kidding me? I see, this is, is this Egypt? Like, I, like I felt, I was shocked. My husband, I have to go to Miami for like, I swear to God, like, I was, like, I have a, like, post-traumatic disorder, and I'm... Understandable. Because, yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and when this happened, it really, there is no way I'm going to survive. What I'm going to do? Like, and it was all lies, and it was not true. And the fact that people, even your friends say, oh, maybe she did but if she's innocent, she'll be okay. No, this is your law is horrible. You wait like for fucking hundred years to get out of a case just because you're just accidentally uh, being convicted. But it's not true. But it's why you have to drag me to this. I'm already dragged already long time ago in Egypt. The reason I did a political asylum here and people like me in Cairo and in, in Egypt say hi, keep going. I'm here. Um, all these people, they want to be like me. They want to have death. They want to come here and they want to travel other country to have the same thing that you have. Mm -hmm. See, Freedom, this is yeah. your brother and sister. Mm -hmm. This right. is your trans and Freedom gay you people. Right. They get killed and they get shot for that. And the reason that when you do something like this for no reason to a trans person, just because they are trans, because I didn't know that trans, it's the new thing that we go after them because, it, you know, like so many, you know, like, and especially the black transsexuals, they're right. getting the whole hassle, you know, the, most of them be getting killed and beaten up, and it's just, uh, it's just, I don't get it, I just don't understand, you know. Yeah. 
I'm curious, Kyle, and, and we are live, too, so Mike, bring up those questions, too, that we're getting. But, Kyle, I'm curious to know for um, you. I think because um, I think the, the disparity between the trans and gay community has to do, I mean, has to do with um, that I think that gay men have had, or gay people, have had to defend their choices and attractions and lifestyle for so long, so they're used to having their defenses up. And um, so I think it is an internalized homophobia. Um, and homophobia is something that's so ingrained in us that starts when we're like really little kids on playgrounds that we don't even know what gay is supposed to be, but we know we're not supposed to be that way. Yes. So this is something that's so yes. deep in us that I think that's more something that we should look into than you know, like point to blame and this and that. But, but um, yeah, I wish we could get along better as well. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's no easy answer. Well, and you but I think a... when you're always having to be defensive, I mean, when something new comes along or like, um, yeah, it's just easy to be defensive about it and have to stand your ground. Like I, I um, played with a gay guy when I was a female, we were in this orgy situation. It's a long story. Really? But, <laughs> I love it. Was, it. It was at a party. I want to hear more about that. Oh, <laughs> your husband might not want to hear no, that. It was Orgy. at a, poly, a polyamory conference. I love orgy. And I played with this gay guy, and, and it fucked him up for months. The gay guy he fucked the gay guy. To me. Really? Yeah. And then when he finally did talk to me, and it wasn't a big deal, like I jerked him off. It's like, whatever. So, but like about three or four months goes by and he said, finally when he faced me, he said, like, I, I've come to the decision, like, I'm still gay. And I'm like, yeah, I know, duh. Like, like Dude, people get so... I just like, checked you I knew that. How come you didn't but know they, that? But, but they get so threatened you, that like I have to hold sure. on to my identity and it's like... Yeah. Yeah. But I guess the idea that a female could have touched him and like it felt good was like really weird. Or he was like worried. Yeah, but he was attracted to the masculinity in you, I'm sure, or the the the, the male figure that you are <laughs> within yourself. You know, that's what his issue was, and the fact that at the time you were a woman, it. Confused yeah. the hell out of them. And, and, label, and labels, too. And labels, we always get caught up in the labels. Yes. And I think male, that's what male, female, yeah. you know, straight, gay, what have you. And it's funny because I've always been attracted to like more feminine guys. I mean, like, I, no, um, I've always been more masculine than the guys I dated. Um, they always had long hair or the artist type, whatever. Right. I mean, my husband's the most butch guy that I've gone out with. But, yeah. <laughs> and also, by the way, uh, yeah. straight guys now. They haunt us everywhere. Do like I don't need you in my life. Thank you. They <laughs> swear to God, I'm telling you, straight guys love transsexuals. Yeah, 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 I believe it. They I believe do. It. Well, they're probably a well, big they, they handful. They can't get you pregnant. No, thank God. They can't I mean, get you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one thing that they're happy about. Thank God I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> and Kyle, you said something before that, like, you, those are the straight guys are the one group of people that you just do not get or. I don't right? get it. Yeah. Um, the hunt. The Sorry, any straight guys yeah. out there. I just don't understand them. I mean, yeah, the sports thing and the. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I want to shout out to our live audience. Again, we are live at Facebook.com. Thank you. Thank you, Frank Pond out there. He said this is great. Um, we also have... Do you want to read that, question, that two-parter question? Which one? Uh, this one right here. 
It's a two-parter. So Tuiman. Tuiman, how old were you the first time it happened? And the second part. What happened? What would you say <laughs> yeah, to what happened? What would you say to a child out there that has been raped? Still on that? Oh, I like here. She's like, probably, they're probably talking about being r- like from raped. From which I think you answer. And in, in general, like in general. here, any, any like child here, who's been abused like, by an adult, what would you say to them? Just go to your mother right away. If it's, if it's here in Egypt, don't just keep it inside. Just try shit out to get away from it because I was that child and I did not have any. Like you had no I, I did, I did, I did tell my family, and I paid the price so hardly, and it was say that my fault. So for me as a child, I didn't know if how could I advise a child in the Middle East to go to your family figure free. Yeah, it's a really I, different I, culture. I, it's a di- yeah. Here, if this happened to you here as a child, please tell tell your neighbor, Anybody, really, anyone. Scream. Just yeah. like, scream. Well, unfortunately, scream we, have, unfortunately we have places yeah. like the Gay and Lesbian Center here in town. Yeah. Obviously, Callum Lord. Come and tell me. Right? <laughs> and yeah. I will take care of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 come to you, right? Yes. I'll take care of it. And, and, Chris, and Christian wrote in, he said, um, uh, he said, below the waist doesn't define you. No, so, I, I love my blow of my waist. a beautiful smile and it's a great show. But. <laughs> <laughs> And John and John said, "Love is love." Yeah, so true. So, oh, here's a question for both of you from Kyle any to Kyle Anymon. Sorry, Marks asked, uh, "Why do you feel why do you feel so many people are hooked on labels when they refer to you?" And this is a good question because I think a lot of people in understanding the trans community and maybe we just don't need. Maybe the answer is we just don't need to understand everything. But I mean, I'm just. Why do you both think there are so many labels? Because we live in a cult. I think that everybody say men looks like this and women looks like this. True. And the fact that the trans, the trans community, we can have a woman with a dick. Is, I think for people cannot get used to it. It's just mm-hmm. it doesn't register. Yes, yeah, in no. their own brain or seeing a male with a pussy. But mm-hmm. I don't have any. I I am like I, I never had any problem with. I never like in my head, and I didn't know why. But it's, I wish that everybody think the, the same way that they yeah. take the label off and right. treat people like human beings. Well, Just look at me as human being, and that would be is it? You know, don't look at my dick. If, if I want to give it to you, I'll give it to you. But don't. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I love it. I love it. Amen. Amen. <laughs> This is a great question from Manuel. It said, uh, "Why don't you read it? Can you? Do you have your glasses?" <laughs> yeah, I'll just hold. I'll, okay. I'll just hold it out here. That's okay. <laughs> um, it says, uh, "Manuel says, let's say you could go back in time. If you had the choice, would you choose to be born gay, LGBT, or straight, and why?" Yeah, well, definitely that's straight. Well, like if I have, if I born straight, and if I have this, if I if I'm a straight, and I have like I'm a like a logical uh, woman, and I have a husband, but open-minded, and that I don't know, like the idea of being straight is boring. 
for me. Sorry, but so I'm not saying <laughs> I love you, straight people. No, we, we, we love straight Don't, people. I love you because you give me your dick too. Um, <laughs> you know I love you. No, but. Uh, I don't want to be straight people have to have this thing to hide and uh, as gay people or trans we're open minded we, we, even it hurts sometimes even we talk about oh the, the gay people like speak in your face but I love it when you tell me the shit on my face and we mm. can have that conversation mm. but straight people they would never tell you that they hide they do everything under the table like yeah. they're scared of there's, something there's an uncomfortable and I don't want yes mm. there is yeah. more than us and they, I don't want to pretend so in, in, in back to the original question so would you would you live your life the same way if you had a choice oh my god of course again and again okay. same for way you. and from Egypt for, for or maybe you would choose to be who you are not yeah. like the no, tumultuous no, yeah. no, road like choose be who I am be Neiman have a supportive family that they support me and have community that they love me and just feel just that's normal for just yeah. Just wake up normal, I like that's me. You know? Kyle, same I question mean, for I you. I think, um, I mean, I would definitely be me. I mean, I've had a tough life as well. Um, but I, I got married really young. I was married once before. Like he was eighteen, I was nineteen. I was a child bride. But I say, was this but, when um, you were a, a girl, a female? Okay. Yeah. And um, and. So me, I don't know if it was because I got married so young or whatever. We were together 10 years. But I was part of this church um, out on Long Island for like 11 years. And we went through like four minister changes. And we got this new, so I was this straight woman, right, married woman out on Long Island. And we got this new minister that, that came in and started preaching the H word, homosexuality, in a derogatory manner. And I got up and I walked out. And I, I knew there was something wrong with that, even though I wasn't like a gay person or whatever. Mm -hmm. I just knew that wasn't right, you know? And so um, so there's been a couple of instances in my life, like when Freddie Mercury died, oh. I like took it oh. personally. Yes. I mean, it's like, I was so upset, you know? But there, so there's certain icons and things that like, even though I didn't know that I was gay or that I didn't know, like, so even now, like I don't really identify as a gay man or it's a I'm, I'm just a person <laughs> it's like I don't know so for me like gender is very fluid in my brain mm -hmm. and so I go back and forth and both and like, I wanted to ask but, you because um, can you explain polyamorous a little bit to our audience and everybody just well to me polyamory is I mean um, is definitely part of my has been really helpful in my journey because um, it's helped me explore different sides of myself um, as I was coming out or transitioning. But polyamory, for people who don't know, is um, it's poly is many and amor is love, so it's many loves. And there's different styles of polyamory. Some people are um, have have one primary partner and then see other people, or or they have like open-ended relationships. But it's multiple committed relationships, in my opinion. Other people say it's responsible non-monogamy, but I like relationships. So relationships, yeah. okay, nice, nice. <laughs> and that's I'm sorry, that's a fundamental difference between like my husband and I. That he was always um, so the idea of of an ongoing relationship was 
was kind of threatening to him, you know, and and I mean we're very dedicated to each other. Obviously we got married, but but like for him, he he likes something that's more casual. But for me, being trans is more complicated. It adds more layers to dating and looking for people. And as a female headset, I mean frame of mind, like I want safety, you know. So for me, the more I know somebody, the sexy they are. And for him, it's like the more flirty, faster thing is more sexy to him. So that's a really tough dynamic if we're looking for somebody together. It's like we're so but it, but physically it seemed, different. It seemed to have worked very well for the two of you, though. Well, we're, I mean, right now we're polyunsaturated, so we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're working on that. I like okay. that. I like that. So, uh, we are, again, we are live for a little few more minutes. If you are here, our sponsors, Hedadura and yes. Jack Daniels, find Juan Miguel if he still has tickets. I'm not sure if he does, but get a cocktail through him. Thank you. We are at Rebar, which we love. Um, thank you, Rebar. Thank you, Rebar, for sponsoring us. Everybody out there in our live stream audience, you have to come to Rebar here in Chelsea, 225 West 19th Street in the heart of Chelsea. And Jeremy, can you read this? Somebody wrote this here in our bar studio audience. And and also Scott had written in uh, that you have a very courageous story. Do you have any advice to people listening that may be scared about transitioning? That actually rhymes too, but that's the question. So any advice? Any advice to people that are listening about transitioning? All right, so for me, I'm going to give you the advice. But for me, I didn't have a choice because that's what I want right away if I did. But if I go back, I will seek people they did already the transition mm-hmm. I will seek doctors I go to Canon Lord because I go there and oh, Lord, they, they will help you mm-hmm. with all all the information that you need about transitioning because uh, and hormone therapy and, and maybe you dress up a little bit and you know just have fun with it in the beginning until you see if you like it or not mm-hmm. just take it slowly you cannot go very fast because you know you have to just go yeah. and ask the right resource. So. so is there a is there a center or a yeah, kind of large yeah, oh, kind of okay. large because okay. they have even even the gay community the gay center, community center. Um, has great counselors okay. and stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. So what if, what if you live in what if you live in you know southeastern Alabama or well, something? You like know? A, the internet is a really there is no big thing I hear. Like that's a good source. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's not, but no. it wasn't when but you know, maybe now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe now they can have a gay center in Alabama. My advice was just to be true to yourself and not right. let, you know, I mean, everybody's journey is different. And, and what people don't understand is that being trans, it's this constant nagging thing. It doesn't go away. You could try to push it away. You could get married and have a couple of kids or whatever. But it's like, it's this thing that just keeps coming up. Yeah. And that until, for, for you, pers- until like, you yeah. deal with it, you know. So, yeah. So for me, it's like be true to yourself and not. Uh, I know it's a lot of risk, and uh, people are afraid that you know I'm going to lose. You know, I'm never going to find anyone that'll love me or whatever. And it's like again, if you love yourself and how you put yourself out there, that's going to make a world of difference. That's what it, that's yeah. what attracts people. I love this um, for. Um 
the L, so I'm going to read this. The LGBT the LGBTQ community often unites around looking for acceptance and fighting for equal treatment in the larger community. But don't think, but, um, but don't think if we're having honest conversations with each other that there's far too much judgment within our own community, and we sadly sometimes treat people within within our own community poorly, whether gay, trans, or questioning. And that was from Larry Hashbarger, who loves this conversation. Thank you, Larry Hashbarger. Um, John also wrote, um, oh, I guess this might be directed at you. This is, uh, he writes, uh, what do you mean your husband is gay? He is married to you, a female. How is he gay? Uh, because I'm not a female. <laughs> Um, but I'm not really a male either, so I'm in between. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's my energy. So I guess, um, so the, what do you, so I guess what he's asking, um, what do you mean your husband is gay? Um, mm-hmm. he, I think what you had said before in the podcast that I heard, and I could, uh, was that he was, he grew, he was gay. You could probably answer this question more <laughs> on your own life, but we're, you're, his husband's over here and I feel weird. But um, that's what you had said before, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, he just... Can, can we choose a word for yeah. our community that it doesn't have so much letter, like A, Q, T, eldest letter? Can we have like one word? We're all gay. Oh, I know. I Who mean, we to, yes. we're, we're, we're trying. Too much. The gay community tries so hard to be inclusive of everybody. That yes. We're going to have the whole alphabet. Can I say, but the, but. Um, I like equality. I mean, that's. Yeah. One yes. of the first steps of being an ally is not to use the, say, oh, I'm an LGBT friendly when you leave half the alphabet off like you're really gay ally but you're not really LGBT ally for example bi gets really thrown under the bus that's true yeah, you're nobody right. acknowledges bi people and they right. do exist they're not unicorns well, they get thrown I know under several the bus by people. both sides totally it's just oh you know he likes to fool around with a, with a guy every it's once a real in a thing they're not on the fence they're not confused it's their identity right yeah. So. so it's identity, but then it's also labels that we get caught up in those. Well, yeah. I'm just saying, don't say you're an ally if you're not going to do the work. If you're not, I mean, if your yes. office is say, oh, we're LGBT friendly, it's like, well, but you're not if you're not yeah. including the, you know, people. And that and that right. alphabet can continue. Like yeah. it's yeah. there's even other um, LGBTQ for questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even others, right? Yeah. Like who don't want to be labeled. Um, Jeremy, somebody here wrote this. Did we ask this question? Oh, yes, yeah, we yes. did. We asked yeah. it already. Okay, cool. Um, I know we are. I want to remind you that our sponsor Rev is here. Rev for men. They are in the back. Um, Carpenter, you and I have a little experience with Rev. Yes, right. we do. They, yes, we do. They help keep they us. They turned him into a top. Yeah, they. T- <laughs> that was one of our ads. Yes, actually. Yeah. Well, you could go to revformen.com and find out, or you can listen to one of our shows where I talked about yes. it, or go back there and talk to Stephen and Craig, who will tell you more about it. Yes. Um, they have they have great products. It's uh, they they are dealing with uh, issues around erectile dysfunction. They are dealing with issues around. And testosterone and testosterone replacements, that type of thing. You know, if you're 
if you if you're having any issues of any kind, I mean, their whole motto basically is, well, why can't you keep screwing until you're well into your 90s? You know, <laughs> so like they say, like they have on their uh, one of their advertisements back, back there, pound like a porn star. <laughs> so, amen. Exactly, exactly. Um, I'm not sure if we have any more questions. Do we? Do we have. We do. We're going to get to a few more questions before our hour is up. Um, okay, so from Philip, for the whole table actually, what is the one piece of advice you would give your your younger self? Well, that's a great question. What is the? Let's do the whole table. What is one piece of advice you would give your younger self? And since I read it, I'll, I guess I, I'll start with myself to give you guys a little. Um, I probably would tell myself to just, you know, get over yourself <laughs> and yeah, get over yourself. Yeah. Get out of your way. And um, it took me a while in my 40s before I like was much <laughs> freer and open. So I'm a little late bloomer, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, for me, I would I would say you know almost similar, something similar. Just you know, just go for it. Stop, you, stop. You know, thinking about well, what if this happens and what if this happens. Just go for it. I like you know, that. Follow your heart. You know, follow your heart. Follow your dick. Whichever. You know. <laughs> you know yeah. Whichever comes first. Get on whichever the road. comes first. You know. Jeremy Ross Lopez. I would reference what a close friend of mine always says: "Be happy and be in the moment at all times, because life is too short to do anything else." I love that, Iman. Um, I will say to listen because I'm not a good listener, so I like to listen to people uh, and uh, and stay away from bad uh, energy. Bad energy, yeah. Bad energy. Surround yourself with good energy. And Iman, Christopher uh, says he loves the lipstick. Mm-hmm. He loves the what? The lipstick. Lipstick. Yeah. lipstick. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for me, it's like don't let fear hold you back. Fear has been so, you know, fear of things that I've gone through in the past or whatever. Yeah, just keep get staying, getting into the momentum of, of going forward. Yeah. And I guess for all of us, too, if we could change one gay LGBT stigma, what would it be? Stigmas. Um, I mean, just with this conversation, I mean, the labels that we put on ourselves, um, I feel like we're... The label? The labels that we all put on ourselves. You know, I I, I think we do labels... We we do labels for somewhat somewhat for identity, you know, in the sense of, okay, you know, um, all of us have straight friends who say, oh, this is my gay friend, you know, but... We do it too. We say this is my this is this is my uh, my trans friend, or this is my friend who's a top. You know, this is my friend who's a bottom. You know, we put labels on all different kinds of things. You know, we're trying to pass information along to other people, saying what it is, who this person is. But if we can do that without using some of the the labels, I think because I think they can be a little harsh sometimes, and they can be a little, you know. Too yeah. over predictive, or people expect certain things. So, anybody else know about the labels? Yeah. I mean, I just hate them all. Hate them all. Yeah. yeah. I 
just don't think that you should let them define you. Well, stigma. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. For me, it's that um, trans people are people; they're not fetishes, um, and also that older people are sexy. <laughs> and older people are sexy. Older people yeah. are sexy. Older people are sexy. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and, and, and one one last thing: don't ever ask me if I cut my dick or not anymore. I don't like to hear this. It's not she anybody's is. business. It's not your business. As long as you want to fuck me and I say yes, then we can talk about it. But as long don't ask me about my dick. Yeah. Thank you. I yes. hear it all the time too. Like, do you have a penis or do you have a you know, vagina? Crazy. And I'm like, you usually have to take me out for lobster dinner. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, a little wine and dining room. I usually get at least a cocktail before that. Something, yeah. <laughs> well, I think we are coming up. Yes, we are coming up on our hour. I want to really thank our special guests, oh, thank Iman you. and Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really opened up our minds so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you guys. So thank, yeah, you. thank you so much. I love you. I want to thank our sponsors. Um, I definitely want to thank Rebar here, who's yes, opened thanks, up for this first ever. Um, thank you. Visit them at 225 West 19th Street here in Chelsea. Thank you to our sponsors, Hedadura and Jack Daniels. Rev for Men. Go to RevForMen.com. And all the people that came out tonight, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you to our live audience. We, you can watch us on iTunes. Uh, sorry, listen to us. And Jeremy and Steve Carpenter, thank you so much. As always, continue having hot gay sex. And we'll see you next time.